Jesus has authority, the authority to liberate you from the powers that have overcome you. What has power over you? What power has overcome you? Is there something that holds power over you, power that holds you back? There is one who can liberate you from that power. That's the Reverend Caroline Smith, and today she shares a life-giving message of faith called The Liberating Power of Christ. I'm Dalton Rushing. It's day one. Welcome to Day One, the weekly program that brings you outstanding preachers from America's historic Protestant churches, sharing insight and inspiration from God's Word for your life. Now, here's your host to introduce today's speaker. I'm your guest host, Dalton Rushing, and today on Day One, we're pleased to have with us the Reverend Caroline Smith, Senior Pastor of Parkway Baptist Church in Duluth, Georgia. Caroline earned her Bachelor's in Religion and a Master's in Social Work from Baylor University, and her MDiv from the George W. Truett Theological Seminary and was ordained by the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship in 2005. She and her husband, Josh, served with the American Baptist Churches of Los Angeles, the Southwest, and Hawaii, and the CBF in Johannesburg, South Africa, where Caroline ministered with local Indian Baptist conventions and served as the pastor and counselor for a children's home. Previously, she was senior pastor of Wilton Baptist Church in Connecticut and moderator of the Baptist Fellowship of the Northeast. Caroline, welcome to day one. Thanks, Dalton. It seems your ministry so far has been all over the map. So first, tell us about the church you're serving as senior pastor in the Atlanta metro area. Sure. I'm at Parkway Baptist Church, as you said, and I've been there about two years. And it's a wonderful small church in a great neighborhood. It is the most multicultural church I've ever served in. Before I came, the church actually sold a lot of property around the church to a developer, and Mm. they built a bunch of uh, nice houses, and we have now a community neighborhood. We're a neighborhood church mm. with children riding their bicycles and having our fall festival and all the families come over. It, it's it's a really neat experience. Parkway's a thriving church in many ways. Would you tell us a little bit more about how Parkway Baptist serves people in your community and beyond? Yes, that has been something that we've been very blessed with. Having these families living right there, we're Mm -hmm. able just to walk across the street literally Mm -hmm. and help people or receive them as they walk across to us. We're very involved with neighborhood cooperative ministries. Uh, We're doing a food drive right now for Mm -hmm. them for the fall. And as well as Rainbow Village, Mm -hmm. which has um, been a, a big part of the ministry of the church as well. We're thankful to have great ministries in our area to connect with. Caroline, you're originally from West Texas, and you've had an extensive ministry in various fields and places around the world. One such place was South Africa, and you'll share a bit about that in your sermon, but tell us about your time there and what you were up to. My husband and I, Josh, first went to South Africa in 2005, Mm. and we had a really wonderful experience working with caregivers uh, who were caring for people with HIV AIDS, Mm. doing counseling and, and care work with them. And then decided to return uh, for four years where I served as pastor of a children's home there. Mm. The children's home is uh, out in a rural area. And one of the things that we had been experiencing was in our other 
locations, we mm-hmm. had a lot of babies that were being abandoned and wow. left and not enough space for them. Mm-hmm. And where we were, we had a, a nice house mm-hmm. that was available. So we renovated that house completely and opened it up as a home for abandoned babies where we've had over 50 babies adopted internationally. Wow. And th- that really has been a joy for me, makes my heart sing. Mm-hmm. I named the home El Roy mm-hmm. uh, because if you remember, Hagar out in the desert said, you are the God who sees me yeah. uh, when she was hiding her child, hoping that God would see them. And, and God did. And that's my prayer for all of the babies there, that God will be the God who sees them. Well, Caroline, your sermon for this fourth Sunday of Epiphany draws on the gospel lesson from Mark chapter 1. Would you read it for us? Oh, of course, Dalton. Thank you. They went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, throwing him into convulsions and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. This is early in Mark's account of Jesus' ministry. What stood out for you in this text as you prepared your sermon? You know, the first thing that stood out to me was that the man was in the synagogue, Mm. and no one seemed perplexed by this. No one calls that out. Maybe Mark didn't get to explain it to us hmm. as in further detail, but I, I, it just seems to me that he is there as part of the regular worshiping community. Maybe he was there the week before. Maybe he's always been there. Mm-hmm. Maybe no one ever questioned what was going on, thought to see what powers were too strong for him to handle or try and help him. I, but that is really the first thing that caught my eye when reading this is no one seems concerned. No one has even noticed that this man was there. It wasn't unusual for him to be with them. Caroline, we look forward to hearing your message on this encounter with Jesus in the synagogue. It's called The Liberating Power of Christ. Thanks for sharing it with us. Thanks, Dalton. If you'd like to listen again to today's program with Caroline Smith with an extended interview, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app to Day One Weekly Program, or you can stream or download it on our website at dayone.org. And if you'd like a free printed sermon transcript, just call us at 404-815-9110. This is Day One guest host Dalton Rushing. In these challenging times, I'm so grateful for the impact this faith-building program, Day One, is making in the lives of hundreds of thousands of people around the world. 
This year, we celebrate 79 years of faithful weekly ministry. If you appreciate this uplifting program, I hope you'll support our work with a generous donation now. You can mail your gift to Day One, 2715 Peachtree Road, Atlanta, Georgia, 30305, or call us at 404-815-9110. That's 404-815-9110. Or give securely online at dayone.org. From all of us at Day One, thank you, and God bless you. One of the many privileges that I have had was serving as the pastor of a children's home in South Africa. Many of the children who came to us were there because of the HIV-AIDS pandemic. They had lost parents and caregivers and just needed someone to care for them. Some of the children were born with AIDS, having contracted it at birth. The medications to treat it can be difficult to tolerate. AIDS is a ravaging disease that's tragic enough in adults, but even more painful to watch in a young child. There was one little boy in particular whose situation just broke my heart. This little boy was at the preschool one day. He was only three years old. The children were all together in the small little building. It was cold that day. They had on sweaters Many of them had runny noses. Some of them had on hats to help keep them warm. They were on the carpet, singing their morning songs, dancing to the music. The laughter, the dancing, the squealing brought me such joy. But then I saw him, that one little boy. He was just watching his friends on the carpet. He would try every now and then to move his arms or sing the songs. But the pain that he was experiencing was just too much. I could see it on his face. He grimaced each time he moved his arm. Instead of jumping and clapping and singing and dancing, he just watched. He just couldn't tolerate the pain. After a short while, he withdrew and sat all alone in a little blue plastic chair, just watching his friends sing and dance. My heart broke for this little boy. It's astonishing the power that this virus that we can't even see can have over the lives of people, over the life of this sweet little boy. At that moment, AIDS had power over that little boy. What has power over you? Not all power is equal. Power can be negative. It can motivate poorly. It comes from places that are self-serving. We all know of people and things that have power over us that aren't beneficial. The power of physical illness, as in the case of this little boy. The power of an unkind word. The power of fear power of insecurity. We all know these powers. Power can be adverse. In our gospel text, we read about power that is adverse. There's a power that has overcome this man. Jesus has gone into the synagogue and is teaching the people. We think of those people who 
might have been sitting there that day, each one in their regular pew. You know there were probably some who had to rush to get there that morning. Maybe you get it. The kids had a hard time getting out of bed, and those poor parents, they kept urging them to get ready. And there was probably one who had drifted off by this point in the service, having trouble staying awake as the synagogue leader was speaking. And no doubt there was the one who came early to help make sure everything was set up and ready for the congregation. Here they all were, gathered in the synagogue when Jesus began to speak. Parents hushing the kids, someone elbowing the sleeping man, he'd begun to snore. People leaning in, not wanting to miss a word. I'm sure they were glad they made it that day. They heard his teaching, and it was incredible. Unlike anything they had heard. And then, at that moment, there in the synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. This man was overcome by a power, a power that had a hold over him, a power that was not good, not beneficial, not life-giving. I can just see the man there, everyone else singing and dancing, jumping up and down, waving their arms. But not this man. He's sitting out, all alone, in a little blue plastic chair. It's interesting to note that this man is found in the synagogue. He's there among those worshiping that day. And no one seemed to be bothered by this. Perhaps he was there each week. Perhaps his presence wasn't all that unusual. Sometimes we just accept the power that overcomes us, or the power that overcomes another. This power had overcome this man. This man is overcome by power that is not good, not life-giving. It has a hold on him. It keeps him from dancing. Yes, power can be bad, and power can be good. Power can be life-giving. Power can be beneficial. The power of an act of kindness. The power of love. The power of prayer. Power can be good. My children have a certain power over me. They can get me to do things and try things that I wouldn't otherwise. I can be bone-tired, but if my daughter asks me to go for a walk with her, I do it. She has that power. I don't really enjoy playing video games, but if my son asks me to play, I do it. He has that power. They have power over me. We encounter different kinds of power. In our text, we see a power that is bad, a power that overcomes this man, but we also see that good, amazing power here. 
Jesus' teaching has amazed the people already. And then Jesus rebukes the power that has overcome the man and calls it out of him. And it did. It came out. Jesus liberates from the powers that have overcome you. The people were already amazed by his teaching, and now they're amazed at his power. They were amazed, asking one another, What is this? A new teaching? With authority. He even commands the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Jesus has authority. The authority to liberate you from the powers that have overcome you. What has power over you? What power has overcome you? Is there something that holds power over you? Power that holds you back? Power that keeps you in a little blue plastic chair? Because it doesn't have to. There is one who can liberate you from that power. One with authority. One who is amazing. Not all power is created equal. Some power supports us, encourages us, helps us to persevere. And some power overcomes us. AIDS has power. And it's a power that overcame that little boy that day. It was more than he could bear. What power overcomes you? What is the power that you encounter that is just more than you can bear? I mentioned some of these. There's the power of illness. Perhaps you're living with an illness that has power over you. Maybe the pain keeps you from dancing. Maybe the treatment keeps you from the synagogue completely. Maybe it interferes with your friendships and your relationships. Perhaps you're overcome by power of authority. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's at home. Does it leave you feeling helpless? Perhaps you're overcome by fear, anxiety, insecurity. Maybe you find it difficult just to be around other people. Maybe you have difficulty sleeping. Maybe you can't hear the music that leads others to dance. These powers can overcome us. But there are other powers that might overcome you as well. Powers that are amazing. Perhaps you're overcome by the power of joy. Maybe you do hear the music. And you dance. Maybe you have the power to help others join in the dance. Maybe you sing in the shower. Perhaps you're overcome by the power of peace. Maybe you have a deep sense of peace within that keeps you going. Maybe the peace within you helps to bring calm and reconciliation to those that you work with and those in your home. Maybe you help others to experience the peace of Christ. Perhaps you're overcome by the power of love. Maybe it's the squeal of a child that has power over you. Maybe it's the warmth of a hug. 
Maybe it's the joy that you find in an act of kindness, extending kindness or receiving kindness. These powers, too, can overcome us if we let them. What has power over you? Is it power that holds you back? Power that keeps you in a little blue plastic chair? Or is it power that causes you to dance? Sometimes when you're overcome by the power that holds you back, by the power that keeps you in a little blue plastic chair, it seems impossible to dance. It seems as though you might never dance again. The man stood up. He called Jesus out. He recognized the power of Jesus, and it was different from the power that had a hold on him. And Jesus responded. Jesus claimed authority over that power. The power of Christ is greater than any other. And it's a liberating power. Jesus liberates from the powers that have overcome you. It doesn't matter what powers they are. Jesus liberates from the powers that have overcome you. You might find yourself in a little blue plastic chair, but Jesus liberates from the powers that have overcome you. And it's amazing. Jesus liberated the man from the power that had overcome him, and the people were all amazed. They kept asking one another, what is this? A new teaching? With authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Jesus liberates from the powers that have overcome you. What powers have overcome you? That sweet little boy at the preschool sat in the little blue plastic chair all by himself. He watched his friends sing and dance, unable to join them. He couldn't join them because of the power that this virus held over him. But then something happened in that small, cold room that morning. A song came on. This little boy loved that song. I, I can still hear that song now. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? Oh, his face lit up. He was visibly excited. He saw his friends singing and dancing. They encouraged him. And he got up out of that little blue plastic chair. He had a great big smile on his face, and he began to tenderly and carefully dance. There might be powers that have overcome you, but there is one who can help you dance. There is one who can help you to tenderly and carefully begin to dance no matter what it is that has power over you. Jesus liberates from the powers that have overcome you. Leave that little blue plastic chair. Stand up and dance with the one who
who has the power to amaze. Let's pray together. O God of all power and all authority, help us to be amazed by you. May we recognize your power and may we receive your power. Help us to stand up and dance. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. You've been listening to the Reverend Caroline Smith, Senior Pastor of Parkway Baptist Church in Duluth, Georgia. For a free transcript of her message, The Liberating Power of Christ, call us at 404-815-9110. That's 404-815-9110. Or write to us at Day 1, 2715 Peachtree Road, Atlanta, Georgia, 30305. And to listen again to today's program, read the sermon transcript, search the sermon archives, and much more, visit us online at dayone.org. Keep in mind that Day One depends on the generous donations of our faithful listeners. Please send your gift today to Day One, 2715 Peachtree Road, Atlanta, Georgia, 30305. Or donate online at dayone.org. From all of us at Day One, thank you for your support. I'm Dalton Rushing. Next time on Day One, we're pleased to welcome the Reverend Dr. Audrey Warren, Senior Pastor of First United Methodist Church of Miami, Florida. Her inspiring message is titled, Losing and Finding Jesus. Be sure to be listening next week on Day One. Now our Day One preacher, Caroline Smith, offers some final reflections on her sermon today, The Liberating Power of Christ. And Caroline, thank you for a very powerful message. You shared the story of the little boy in South Africa suffering under the power that AIDS had over him. And you liken that situation to this man in the synagogue who was under the power of an unclean spirit. Power can indeed be negative. And you asked us, what has power over you? I wonder if you might give us some guidance about how we can identify what has negative power over us and how that might help us in the power of Jesus to overcome it. You know, it really is important to identify the powers that mm-hmm. have a hold of us and to be intentional about that process because a lot of times we just carry on without our day. We sure. liked this. We didn't like this. This took my time. That that didn't. I didn't give time to that. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's it's something as simple as sitting in the office checking your emails mm. and letting that have power over you at the moment. Yes. Emails aren't bad, <laughs> but... If you let it have power over you in a certain way, in a certain time, it is. Sure. Um, So really, it's identifying what is it that I'm giving my time to, and is that really what God wants me to be doing with my time? The answer may be yes for Mm. for a particular thing, and it may be the same thing is not a positive power the very next day. I mentioned my children. My children Mm. have power over me to have me spend time with them, but they also could have power over me when they want to get their way or they Uh want to do something else. So um, just identifying even uh, particular power can be in different circumstances have different pull on us and different power over us.
Power can be bad, and power can be good and life-giving and beneficial, you said. In this account in Mark 1, the people are amazed at Jesus' power and authority in healing this man with an unclean spirit. And Jesus has the authority to liberate us from the powers that overcome us. You helped us consider some real-life examples of that. Health issues, troubled relationships, work problems, fear, anxiety, insecurity, and on and on. They can keep us stuck in that little blue chair like the boy in South Africa. So I wonder, how can we open ourselves to Jesus' liberating power? Noticing the little boy in the chair. Hmm. I think that really brings it back full circle. You asked me what stood out to me in the text, and that's that this man has been in that synagogue, and no one's noticed that or called it out or found it unusual. But to notice, I think the more we spend time reaching out and seeking to help others and extend the love and the power of Christ to them, Mm. then that helps to uh, refocus that. And it helps us to really uh, understand that there's someone in a chair for a reason. Hmm. Ask them. Ask them why they're there. Do they want to dance? Maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to sit this one out, and that's okay. But they might need the invitation. And are we asking? Caroline, what's one thing from your sermon today that you hope our listeners will carry with them in the days ahead? I hope that you'll consider throughout the week what keeps you from dancing mm-hmm. and what keeps those around you from dancing, that we might all dance together. Amen. Caroline Smith, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Dalton. Day One is the voice of America's historic Protestant churches. Visit us online at dayone.org. Thank you for joining us. I'm Sherry Miller wishing you all God's blessings on Day One and forever.